previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Also, it was nice for me when I would listen to the show and hear her hear emails being read and then see on Facebook and it's like, well, she pronounced her name like I do. And now it doesn't sound so unusual. But when I was much younger, my name was unusual, especially if mm. I was living. And my teacher would like correct, try to try to tell my mother it was being pronounced wrong or spelled wrong. And my mother was like, uh, no. Right. <laughs> That's rude. Back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. We're back. Oh, we're back. <laughs> she sounds so excited <laughs> about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into all that. Yes, let's, we are. <laughs> let's get to business first, then we'll talk pleasure. Um, but Roxy's not happy to be back in New York. Let's just put no. it that way. No. We'll have to do something that we can only do in New York City so that we can say, all right, this is why we're sitting in this one-bedroom apartment. I guess Empire State Building, it's the one uh, thing I haven't done here. Yeah, I guess. I don't really want to do that. But yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's start with a correction, if we shall. It has to do with Summer of Littles. Obviously, Littles, we're going to get into all that. Yeah. We're not going to get into much World Cup, though. Um, no. We lost. What? In a we? shootout, yes. Against two. Uh, Sweden, I believe. Oh, that makes Don't sense. Don't quote me on that, Littles. <laughs> oh, here come the emails. I think it was Sweden. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get to see any of it, though, but according to Tony, it was very exciting, though. Okay. Okay. So from the penalty kicks on. Yeah. But we've, I've saw people writing in about this stuff, all the, you know, zero, zero, how exciting, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I'd say it's the equivalent of a no hitter in baseball. I guess. I guess. I don't know. That's enough sports. <laughs> All right, we're going to start with a correction because, you know, I was paying Smitty Scoop a compliment about how much he's traveled okay. for Summer of Littles. Yeah. But I got clarification because as soon as we posted, I was like, oh, crap. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. I was like, episode one's going to be all over me. And she wasn't. Yeah. I asked her. So you, I initiated this. Well, you warned her that she was going to be all over you. So yeah, then well, I think that softened But I wanted blow. to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. That, that's basically what mm -hmm. it was. So just for the record, Bob Walsh. Let's start there, plugging Summer of Littles one last time. Summeroflittles.com, Bob Walsh, who does an amazing job, obviously. He posted a ton of pictures yeah. from this year's mm -hmm. festivities. So yeah. make sure you go there and check those out, summeroflittles.com. And he also gave a little shout-outs in the thing he put on Facebook as, you know, who traveled. We were the second furthest. Oh, really? We almost won, Roxy. Aww. Next year we're going to Hawaii. We're going to win this. Yes. Okay? Okay. Well, Summer of Littles in Hawaii. <laughs> we'll host. <laughs> yep. Um, but no, it's what I said last episode, Patrick Smith. He was going all the way up to, I believe, not, is it Nova Scotia? No, he went to... Newfoundland. Newfoundland, right. Okay, so he won. Okay, but I had said he had the most times traveled because mm -hmm. he came to New York one year mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Well, he went to see Adam Benson and then yeah. he went over to see Kristen LeBlanc, right? Oh, I don't know if he did both. Oh. But I know he was hosting up with Adam oh, Benson. That's gotcha. where he was hosting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Claire did say she's hitting her fourth state out of five. And again, this was me asking her. Yeah. She wasn't writing in to like boast or anything. Okay. This was, I wanted clarification. She said her first two were in Connecticut, then Massachusetts, New York last year with us, of course. Uh -huh. And then this year she was up in Vermont. Yeah. Next year she will be in Ohio. So that's the correction. Okay. Okay. So now we have a thank you. Uh, here we go again. Bill Scudier. I'm going with Scudier. I think you have something else. I mean, the only other thing I could think of is maybe Scudier. I don't know. Something. I, I don't know. But I'm going with Scudier for now. Okay. We have to get him on the podcast, Roxy. Yeah, we, we have, have to, to meet this figure guy. Figure this out. Uh, but he was very kind, sent us a nice donation. Yes. And so 
Thank you. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate all that support that mm-hmm. our listeners give us. Mm-hmm. If you too would like to support, you can do the same. You can just go to our website. Loyalittlespod.com. Scroll to the bottom and there's our support page. There's a link for that. And you can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. Yes. And if you don't want the reoccurring thing, yep. you can always go to our Venmo page. LLPod. And that's the code you punch in. Go to Venmo, LLPod. Our little logo will come up. You can give a one-time donation there. Or Bill just sent us a check. Yeah. That was really sweet. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate the Can't support. Can't wait to have you on. And I know, right? Know how to pronounce your name. Got to get this guy on the podcast. <laughs> maybe we j- we'll just never get him on. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll he's, see. Maybe he's going to hold out. Like <laughs> N- Nigel and the guy. Maybe. You know. What's that other guy's name? Who? That other guy. I don't Episode know. Episode zero. <laughs> oh, Greg Garcia. Oh, Greg Garcia. That's right. That's how you say it. Anyway. All right. Let's get to uh, another. We're going to have two tiny little suggestions today. This one says, hello, Chuck and Roxy. I'm writing to plug La Ligerie. I actually know how to say it now. The Littles Fantasy Premier League. All are welcome to join. Anyone who wants to play simply needs to go to this link. All lowercase, which we will put in the show notes. (laughs) I I guess I can call it out real quick. It's kind of confusing. It's bit.ly slash L-A-L-I-G-A-R-I-E. You lost me, Chuck. So rewind that, (laughs) play it on slow play. It'll be there, but it'll be in our show notes. If anyone has any questions about the league or the format, please reach out. The season begins this Friday. Oh. So teams need to be in by then. Wow. So this is quick. Got to do it. This Friday. This will be the last you're hearing of it on the Loyal Littles podcast. (laughs) Unless they want us to announce you know, some standings and stuff. And while I cannot offer any guarantees, I have heard rumors that a certain Edith Saliza may be joining the league this season. Edith. Best. Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. So get in touch with Bobby. If you have any questions about that, you can find him everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, social media, anywhere. Or write into us quick and we'll get you in touch with him. Yep. Okay. But make sure you join that. Now, which one is that about? That's the soccer. Oh, right. Not the hockey. Don't worry. It's the soccer. I think. Yeah, it's the soccer. Tomato, tomato. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Bobby. We're going to get hammered for that. All right. Let's get to the. All right. We're fresh back from. Where'd we come from? We flew from Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, We flew to Kansas City. And then we drove about four hours south. South. Through Springfield. Through Springfield. To. Turtle Rock Lake. Are we going to jump there? Wait, Turtle Rock Lake? No. No, it's not Turtle Rock Lake. Table Rock Lake. Lake. (laughs) Should we go into the flight stuff? Well, the flights were easy. Well, except checking in. Checking in was easy. For you, not for me. Oh, right. That (laughs) happened. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we'll be quick because we want to get to the (laughs) Summer of Littles events. But, I mean, all I can say is this is kind of funny just because of when we do the rapid fire questions and how much I rail on Coke. (laughs) Because I'm a Pepsi guy. Everyone knows I'm a Pepsi guy. However, however, some people will note that I do drink Cherry Coke. You do. I do like Cherry Coke. Okay. And And you have said... Desperate times call for desperate Yeah, and measures, I will have a Coke once in a while. Okay, well, speaking of desperate times, <laughs> when we were flying, we're packing, we're getting ready. I'm picking up my backpack that I usually take on these trips. Uh-huh. Well, I haven't been traveling much lately. Right. So the last trip I took was when I went out to train for Menopause, the musical. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I haven't used it since. Long story short, we get to the airport. I have two laptops because yep. just in case I want to do some podcast editing while I'm traveling and on the road and stuff. <laughs> Lots of cables. Two pod, I mean, two computers. Two, two computers. Well, I'm bringing this up because when you go through the TSA, a lot of times, if you just have one laptop, you can leave it in your backpack. Yeah. But a lot of times, if you have two, you have to take one out. And I always ask because we're, what's that? We're TSA pre-check. We're pre-check. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay. So I always ask. I always ask, should I take one out? They're like, nope, nope, you're all good. Okay. 
which is funny because then I go through the thing and my belt goes off. Even yeah. though they're like, oh, you don't have to take it off. Well, right. now I always take it off because right. I know it's going to beep. Yeah. Okay. So we get through, you get through, I get through. All of a sudden, my back gets flagged. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the thing was that we had to wait. I'm going to cut to the chase. But we had to wait a long time yeah. because there were like two people in front of us. Of course, there's one person working. The guy in front of us had like two or three bags. It's about five minutes. It was more than five was minutes. It? Yes, it was more than five minutes. Eight minutes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so we get to my bag and she's just really cash. She's like, well, she's I'm like, yeah, I go. It's probably the laptops or the cables. And she's like, well, maybe she's like, but actually, it's just this can of Coke <laughs> that's in the side. She's like, do you want to walk back out and drink it and then come back in? <laughs> And I was like, but my reaction was, how the hell did that get in there? I'm like, why is it? Yeah, there? you looked at me like, I'm like someone planted it. I'm like, how? why would be there a can of <laughs> Coke like, in my backpack? I don't drink Coke. I'm like, how did this can of Coke get in my backpack? Anyway, triggered the memory. I remember I had a disastrous travel back from uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. And I almost didn't make it back, actually. Mm -hmm. They were telling me it was going to be two days. I mm -hmm. might not make it back. But anyway, they were handing out free drinks to calm us down at the gate, you know, when the <laughs> flights weren't happening. And I just picked up a Coke just in case maybe later on I would need something. Yeah, like you said, right. desperate times, desperate measures. So that's how it got in there. It stayed in there for the last month. Yeah, you forgot it. You got it. You put it in your bag and completely, completely forgot, forgot about, about it. it. And it was still there. And mm -hmm. that's what happened. So, mm -hmm. all right. Roxy, what can we say about the hosts? I don't There's know. no words. I'm just, it. Uh, it's, there's no words. But we're going to obviously shout them out. people. Brian Muller and his lovely wife, Amy. Brian Muller. Episode 167. And then Alex Cobb for the Summer of Lettles events. Episode 152. Okay. But first, we're going to go back. Because first things first, we wanted to try to get there as many days as possible. So we left after our game on Thursday. We'll get there later <laughs> in the episode. Because we had an email about it. Uh-huh. Okay. So we fly out. But we get in really late. We don't land till 7. Then right. we have like the four-hour drive. Right. Which I completely forgot about. I was like, oh, we just get in the car and yeah, right. drive a little bit. But no, when we drove a lot of bit. We were going to get a hotel. But yeah. Brian was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Just stay here. But I'm like, but listen. But you know how it works. By the time you land, you get off the plane. You get your luggage. Then you go to the rental car. It was car. at least an hour. It was at least 7. Well, it was more like 730, 740. You know, by the time you get all that, then you finally hit the road. Right. Okay. So I tried to tell him. I'm like, look, we're not going to get there much before midnight also right. because we at that point weren't going to be able to eat so yeah. we're going to just pick up something quick on the way uh -huh. but he was like no problems no problems you come right here i'll wait up for you and he had to go to work the next day yeah so that was amazing first of all so he stayed up and we got to meet him and his lovely wife and i don't know even know what else to say i mean so the next day we're going to get ready for summer of littles but we have some time to explore so yeah. we go to branson yeah so, it's also my birthday. Oh, sorry. I forgot to <laughs> neglect. Sorry. Uh, yes, it was birthday extravaganza yeah. for Roxy. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I was getting there. Okay. Maybe. I'm just saying. It's okay. Okay. So we wanted to do something for your birthday yeah. besides Summer of Littles, which yeah. was great, of uh -huh. course. But so we went to Branson because we had never been. Everyone's like, you have to go to Branson. It was not what I was not expecting at all. Not what we expected whatsoever. It and not in a bad way or like, a good way. I can't even say it was the complete opposite of what I was expecting because I don't even think it was that. Well, you tell me what you thought. You thought it was a city. I thought it was a city. Okay. I didn't necessarily think it was a city, but I did feel like it was because I've heard people call it the strip like Vegas and stuff like that. So I was thinking like something very walkable, like yeah, lots right. of foot traffic, mm -hmm. 
Not at all. No, it's so spread out. There are little areas, sure. But sure, but not really. Yeah. So you you have to have a car and you have mm-hmm. to drive through it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And just all the theaters I heard about and stuff like that. Now, a lot of them have changed. A lot yeah. of them have closed. Well, we found out that the aquarium, their the now aquarium, is, is where, where the Rockettes used, used to perform. To play. Mm-hmm. And there's another one. What was the other thing that they changed it into that used to be a theater that Chuck was telling us about? Tiny Chuck. Oh, Ripley's Believe yeah, It or Ripley's Not. Yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not used to be a theater, and now it's Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. That's kind of depressing in a way, but I sort of get it. But like Dolly Parton's theater was still there. Dick Clark's theater was still yep. there. Yep. So there were many theaters there and stuff. But yeah, just not as, I guess, many as there used to be. Yeah, yeah. So we went down and just checked it out. Didn't do much, but yeah, we had... Yeah, I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, like a miniature... Like New York kind of thing. That oh, kind of thing. Oh, well, I, didn't, I, was I definitely like didn't think that. Like tall buildings and businesses and... No, yeah. it was like... It was more like Niagara Falls. Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess. Yep. You know, well, miniature golf, lots too. of go-karts, yeah. bumper cars, things yeah, like that. Yeah, it's very family-friendly. Oh, yeah. It's mostly um, geared for families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so it was a fun time. And then Brian recommended... Because we had to get local. You yeah. Know, so we went to a barbecue place called Basted. Or no, something like that. Get Basted. It was called Get Basted. Yeah. So that was nice. That was good. I ate... Yeah. Wait, yeah. Yeah. I ate way too much because Roxy, of course. So first of all, she orders this huge thing. She takes like two bites and that's it. And she's like, well, I'm, I'm full. I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, all right, I'll eat the rest. So I eat the rest because we can't take it with us. I love barbecue, but it's very tricky for my stomach when I know I'm going to eat later. I need to make sure I save room. OK, well, see, I didn't know we were eating later. I just thought oh. we were drinking later. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get there. So we go back to the house. Yeah. Tiny Chuck meets us there. Oh, we went swimming. Oh, yeah. So we go in the lake because he lives right down from the lake. So we walk down. The lake was so cool. We walked down through the dock. Yeah. Right. And um, the water looked green, almost like Gatorade. Gatorade. You said it it looks like where Superman would Would die. die. It looked like kryptonite. Yeah. It was that green. But that was the reflection and the covering of the the boats and stuff. But Brian did say if you put a clear bottle in and lifted it up, it would be completely clear. It was so clean. Yep. And he's right. Like, I never stepped out of a body of water feeling clean. So clean. Yeah. Like, I felt clean. I didn't feel like I needed a shower or anything. Yep. So, but we did. I mean, Just for the record. Yes, but. Okay. So, we get done that. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting ready to go to Summer of Littles. Yeah. So, he the gets the off. boat out. Oh, my Alex gosh. Cobb Alex Cobb us. gets there, meets us there. Mm-hmm. So, we all take the boat. So yeah. And Amy came. And we Amy were so excited on, about that. I was that. so glad. Shout out to Amy. No, honestly, it was going to be Roxy and a bunch of guys, (laughs) which is fine. I would have held my own. Everyone was super nice and super welcoming, but I was glad that that she came along, too. Oh, it was such a blast. It really was. So we had a nice boat ride over. We get to the place. We're having drinks. Roxy gets happy birthday sung to her by the band. Well, it was a one-man band. It was a guy, (laughs) you know, solo artist playing guitar and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I went up and gave him a nice tip, and he sang happy birthday. Everyone sang to me. Everybody. Yeah, there was some video of that. I think we put that on Twitter. everyone was so neighborly out there. Yeah. Oh. You ride your boat, and you pass Uh, somebody on another boat, and they're a complete stranger, and they wave to you. So you wave back. Well, let's back up. When we picked up the car... I made point to ask the woman's name because so nice. Everyone was so Everybody nice. Everybody was so nice. I mean, just little things like that. Yeah. I, I need you. I'm like, because if there's a survey, I'm filling it out and yeah. your name's getting mentioned. Right. Those kind of things. Right. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So the restaurant was great. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. And then we got back in the boat. As we're leaving the place, the guy who's playing <laughs> guitar sees us and he gives another he gives birthday another shout out. Happy birthday. To Roxy. It was so, so sweet. So that was great. 
so it was just such a great night. I mean, oh my gosh, we were cruising around the lake, cruising saw around the, the lake, sunset. Yeah, yeah. it yep. was so beautiful. I took so many pictures of the sky. Yep. I mean, I'm just. And yeah. then we come back. We finally dock probably around nine because we wanted to see the sunset. Yeah, and he right. took he wanted to give us a tour of the lake mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And we go back up to the house for. As promised. Ice cream cake. Roxy's birthday ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. So this is what I mean. Brian and Amy. You went above and beyond. Above and beyond. And I mean, just to open your home to perfect strangers. Yeah. Like, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. It was just great. And we kicked the whole thing off because that did. was Friday night. Uh-huh. So then we had your cake. And, and we uh, sat outside, had some champagne, too. Yes. And it Got was Got a nice picture of <laughs> all of us that makes it look like we're on Survivor. Yeah. Well, I wish they would have gotten the flames because we had these like mosquito lamps lit yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of us, but they cut those out of the picture. But right. yeah. So anyway, good time was had by all. Then cut to our, let's continue the rest of our trip real quick. I mean, the next day we sadly had to say goodbye to Brian and Amy, yes. even though they invited us to stay for, for a barbecue, barbecue on the lake and they were having like Vegas something on the lake where poker on the lake, poker on the mm-hmm. lake or something. And I was like, so bummed. So you we just couldn't. like hop from dock to dock. Yeah, yeah. But we had already made plans with tiny Chuck yeah. and his wife mm-hmm. and a new daughter. I know. So we finally got to meet Sophia. Oh. So that was really the great. The most precious yes. little bundle. I mean, obviously oh. doesn't look like Chuck at all. Obviously. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure he was involved in this, but okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, no, it was, she's precious. She uh, really is. So uh, we got to spend the day. We went to the aquarium. Yep. In Springfield. In Springfield mm-hmm. at, what's the oh, name of the Bass store? Pro. Bass Pro. Bass Pro. The first Bass Pro ever. Yep. And now they have this huge, huge aquarium yep. there. And it's really nice. So we went there and then we had the cashew chicken. We had Springfield cashew Springfield chicken. Springfield cashew chicken. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so then to wrap it up, we, we decided... We're more of these kind of people, so we drove back that night to Kansas City. Yeah, stayed so in the hotel. Got in really late, like Ugh. at midnight, 1 a.m. That yep. was rough. That but then was this rough. way we were there, and we could sleep in a little and then get to the airport, and we just were like 10, 15 minutes from the airport. Right, so, right. Yeah. But I did not want to come back. No, absolutely not. I did not. I think I'm, I think I'm almost done with New York. <laughs> I mean, it I, was have, pretty great. I have to be here right not now, to, but... I mean, not to mention that while we were there, there was a house across the there lake that apparently is for sale. And it's stunning. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. stunning. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? We'll but see what happens you, with Chuck and, and Roxy. And thank you, Alex. Yeah. The only thing I'll say is and one of the things, like I said, gracious hosts beyond belief. Breakfast. They're cooking oh. for us. But we got to talk about Brian and putting peanut butter on his pancakes. That's all <laughs> I can say. We got to get out of here. So we don't have time now. But we got to talk about that. And it was creamy, and that is one thing I will say, that if you're going to put peanut butter on pancakes, you should use creamy, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I, it wasn't so much for me. But uh, <laughs> anyway, other than that, fantastic, fantastic. Oh, but he, oh, we got to get out of here, Roxy. But he made those things, the the biscuits oh, and gravy to go, he yes. called them. biscuits and gravy in a croissant. In a croissant. Baked in a croissant. It oh, was my gosh. delicious. Brian, you got to share that recipe. Oh, so good, so good. So good. But... We have to get to our Meet the Littles guest, Roxy. We do. We've waited a long time for this we one. We have. So we're very excited. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Alex Budin from the Jukebox Bar and Restaurant in Cleveland, Ohio. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast with Chuck and Roxy on the WTFC Podcast Network. Yeah. 
right, all you loyal littles, this one's a little special. We are being played in this episode by the Howard House Band. And this song is called Mama Said. And it's from the unreleased EP by the Howard House Band. And it actually features loyal little Rick Francosa on bass. Now, normally we'd say how to reach them and all that good stuff. But Roxy, it's been forever. I know. This one took freaking forever. Mm-hmm. Partly my fault. But we've got the bass player from the Howard House Band here to join us. Please welcome to the podcast, Rick Francosa. Hey, Rick, how's it going? Going great. Going great. How are you guys? Oh, I hope this is worth the wait, we'll, but we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> we sure will. So, uh, well, I meant on our end. Not, I'm sorry. That came out wrong. Not for the Littles. I'm sure the Littles Starting are going to love it. Starting out strong, Chuck. All right. Should we just start over? Welcome back. to. No, I'm just kidding. Rick, what we do is we turn it right over to you. Let's learn all about you. We heard you have some gigs coming up, so we're excited to hear about that. And take okay. a second. Introduce yourself to all the loyal Littles out there. Hi, everybody. Rick Franzosa. I grew up in Manchester, Connecticut, which is a couple of towns east of Hartford. Mm-hmm. I was third of six children. And, you know, we very loud Italian-American home. Both of my parents are from the Boston area. And actually, the way I found out about this podcast, that a certain person from episode one <laughs> had written an email to Mr. Tony uh, about uh, explaining the difference between gelato and sorbetto uh, and claiming that she knew this because her family was from San Sassio Baronia uh, in Italy, to which I responded via email, I know that place. That's where my dad's family was from. Ah. And so, you know, the email was read. And before I even heard the podcast, I had a Twittered message from cool Aunt Claire saying, you should be on the Loyal Littles podcast. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) And here, you know, not too many months later, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're thrilled. I knew nothing of this. Uh So I would have started by, you know, hey, Paisan, because, you know, Chuck Sears Italian, too. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, there you go. Welcome. Like, all right. So you grew up outside of Boston, you said. Did Uh, you? No, outside of of Hartford. Oh, outside of Hartford. (laughs) Oh, he said he's of Hartford. Connecticut. Yeah, and, and this also has a lot to do with the you know, when we get to the sports side of things is, you know, Manchester is roughly halfway between New York City and Boston. Ah, yep. Yep. It's kind of like that Mason-Dixon line, I think. I think That's so. exactly <laughs> what it's like. Exactly what it's like. All right. And so I uh, grew up in Manchester, you know, went to school in Manchester, went to the University of Hartford for engineering and an MBA mm-hmm. and went to work at Pratt Whitney Aircraft like my dad. And, you know, after being there a year or so, they said, uh, here, you're the new guy. Why don't you take care of these computer programs? Because we don't know anything about this stuff. So I got bit by the software bug, moved to another division of United Technologies as actually as a software programmer. And then from there, wound up working for a software company in the Boston area where I was for with my family for uh, uh, a few years, seven years, I think. Mm-hmm. And that company was sold to a company in the Cincinnati area. And the plan was to come out here for a couple of years. And 31 years have gone by since wow. then. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's quite a so, few. <laughs> that's quite a few. That's quite a few. So, so where exactly are you located now? It's a town, a town east, one of the, in the eastern suburbs of Cincinnati. Nice. Ah. So uh, married, three children. 
Uh, as a matter of fact, as we record this, my eldest turns 41 today. So um, getting back to the story, you know, my interest growing up, my family was very musical, I should say that. Mm -hmm. And so my older brother, actually, who's uh, Mr. Tony's age, actually still plays out, plays saxophone and piano. He plays jazz in clubs around the Boston area. Oh, wow. And my older sister was violin, viola, cello, flute, bassoon, piano. So next in line, I said, well, I'm going to play the trumpet. <laughs> so I played the trumpet from fourth or fifth grade until when I sort of got to high school and realized it really wasn't good for picking up chicks at all. So uh, <laughs> which, Switch to the guitar and, okay. and never look back. So, you know, living in a family with that much music, it was just always a part of everything that yeah. we did. And I will say my initial introduction to the Tony Kornheiser show was old guy music. That yeah. segment. And it was like, I, you know, I'd seen him on PTI. I knew who he was. But turn it on and he's citing lyrics to a song that I remember from back in the 60s. Sure. What is this all about? Yeah. And so, you know, that was almost an instant connection, you know, and I always go back to that. So I got involved in theater in high school. You know, one of my emails talked about Fugue for Tin Horns. I, you know, I played Harry the Horse right. uh, as a junior in high school in Guys and Dolls. Yep. Uh, still my favorite musical. Yeah. And then uh, the following year, I switched schools and I actually played the lead in My Fair Lady. Ooh. And, uh, you know, once I went away to engineering school, you know, I kind of dropped out of that. But then, you know, right after I graduated, just kind of looking for something to keep me busy, I just went headlong into community theater. And I did that for, gosh, let me think, probably eight straight years. Oh, wow. Uh, and over those eight years, especially the more I got into it, it was a situation where I was in three different theater groups there were only like two or three weeks out of the year when I wasn't either rehearsing or performing. Wow. So in late 1979, you know, I was working with the Summers Village Players, you know, Summers, Connecticut, right on the Massachusetts border, mm -hmm. right near Springfield, Mass. Mm -hmm. And I can't even remember the, I was Dial M for Murder, I think was the play I was in. And the director said, hey, I'm also in a play up in the Agawam Rep Theater, which is just north of the Massachusetts line. Would you like to try out for that? And I'm thinking, gosh, this is like a half hour, 45 minutes from my apartment. Yeah. I said, yeah, sure, sure. So I tried out. It was, oh, gosh, it was a, one of the Woody Allen plays, Cactus Flower, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. The only one I know is Don't Trick the Water. but Yeah. Well, I was in a couple. We did Play It Against Sam also. Oh, okay. uh, oh cool. No, actually, I take it back. It was Play It Against Sam. And I played the Woody Allen character's best friend. And so while we're playing this, you know, and I don't know a whole lot of people in this group, but I kind of struck up a conversation with this young woman who was running sound. And she was an elementary school teacher, lived in Springfield, taught in Agawam. And she'd same thing. She joined this theater group a couple of years before to kind of be able to socialize mm -hmm. and move ahead eight months from that. And we're married. Wow. And oh, my gosh. And living in Longmeadow, Massachusetts. So I continued to do theater until, as I said, 1982, July 22nd, 1982, where uh, my wife said, you can do theater again when you can bring the children to rehearsal. Ah. <laughs> nice. And did that happen? Nope. Ah. <laughs> 
Oh, so that was pretty much the end of it. And, okay. you know, we had three in succession. You know, we had a boy in 85 and another one in 89, you know, and then in 92, we moved to Cincinnati. So for that time period, it was my whole life. I just really enjoyed it. But, yeah. you know, would I go back? I don't know. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's certainly grown. I mean, you literally you know, have triggered so many memories for me already. I have a list here. <laughs> So my question is, so you had no Fagin in you because you had the two boys. So I'm thinking Oliver, you know, how cool would that have been? You know, to do. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. I'm trying to think what else. Now, you said you now you said you played Higgins. You just said the lead in My Fair Lady. Yep. So it was Higgins. Okay. So yep. you, now you're like, what, the perfect age to play Pickering, right? Of course. Yeah, I mean, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry. I don't think you said it properly. Harry the horse is how I would say that. Harry, Harry the horse. Well, I got the part. Because the director, I can't remember what his name was, he wanted someone who could do a kind of gruff, hoarse voice, but project. And so that's what I did. And I tried out, you know, he's sitting in the back of the auditorium and I'm saying, if there's no game tonight, (laughs) (laughs) Big Julie will be considerably displeased. You know, and I'm going on and on and on. But that was the whole thing. And you didn't have mics back then, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. No mics. Right. No yeah, mics. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And actually, years later, I got to play Sky Masterson in one of oh. the series. Oh, so, nice. Excellent. Cool. And really wanted to be Nathan Detroit. Of course. I, mm. I wanted to play that role. You know, playing the love interest is just, there's no fun in that. <laughs> playing the funny character, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, we're not really burying the lead here, but for us, the biggest thing that came out of all of this, Roxy. Another little from Ohio. Yes. That's just what, it's just <laughs> incredible to us. You're I feel everywhere. like it's DMV in Ohio, and Ohio I love it. Yes. fighting mm-hmm. for who has more yeah. littles. Now, obviously, I think the DMV will obviously come out on top of that, but Ohio oh, yeah. has so many littles. It's great. Yes. So, mm-hmm. and do you ever get up to the Dayton area, Centerville, Ohio? Yeah, actually. Well, my uh, middle child went to UD, uh, University of Dayton. So. Yeah. I'm up there lately, but yeah. Right. Nice. Right. Okay, because I've done a lot of stuff up yeah. there. That's why yeah, we've got connections up I have, there. I have lots oh. of, quote, family there. Yeah. From doing so many shows <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. nice. And then last but not least, uh, before we take a quick break, Agawam. Agawam. Yes. Agawam. I always said Agawam. <laughs> it's Agawam? No, there's, there's, there's an extra A in there, yeah. Okay, Agawam. Now, that's yes. where Riverside Park was, right? I know exactly. it's Exactly. I, I know it's, it's now, I think it's Six Flags. Yeah, I think now. it's the Six Flags ah. now. We that used to be the greatest trip we would take once a summer mm-hmm. from upstate oh, New York. Wow. Mm-hmm. There was Storytown, USA, then it was the Great yep. Escape, and now of course it's a Six Flags, I believe, up in Lake George. Yep. But then the cooler one was because it was more for adults, was Riverside Park and it had that loop coaster yep. and it was mm-hmm. when it first came out and it was the coolest thing and I was I could never go on it. You were too young? Yeah, I yep. was too I was too little. Aww. I couldn't yeah. But I still yeah. love going to oh, that park. Yeah. That was great. Very cool. Very cool. Well, they had not drag racing. Maybe it was like a demolition derby kind of thing oh, mm-hmm. fun. on Saturday nights. And our first house was in Longmeadow across the river from Agawam. And we could hear it. On right. a, if, you know, we were outside on a Saturday night. We could hear the sound yeah. of the cars tearing around the track. That's yep. so fun. That's great. I love a good yeah. demolition derby. All right, Rick. Now, I know you kind of brushed upon this a little bit, but why don't we get into your fandom, TK fandom and all that stuff. How did you become a little? Well, you know, it was when he was on ESPN radio and the timing was perfect because uh, I was shuttling one kid or another to school or whatnot, probably my youngest son. 
who also was, he's not a little, but he does enjoy Tony Kornheiser and PTI. But the thing for me was old guy music. You know, I really enjoyed that because, you know, we're relative contemporaries. I'm four years younger than he is. So that was the first part of it. And then suddenly one day I turn on the radio and it's some guy named Colin Cowherd. <laughs> and, and if you could find someone who's the least like Tony, <laughs> right? And so if I flip to the other, Cincinnati has two sports talk radio stations. The other one had Jim Rome. Mm -hmm. So that became my choice. And it's like, ugh, no, thank you. So I moved on. And then somehow I heard about the podcast. And I don't remember exactly how. And I remember the whole thing about the undisclosed location mm -hmm. and all of that. And so I was hooked. You know, and, and it was interesting because then Old Guy Radio became, oh, let's, you know, have independent artists on because we don't have the money to spend on song rights. But I really enjoyed it. It's funny because, like, I, there's so much I don't know. You know, there's all of these inside things that I haven't figured out yet. And the little, the clips they play at the end, some of them I wind up looking up, like stop the hammering, you know, right. I found that clip, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, we'll do it live, all of those things. So, but it was the first time I had the nerve to actually write in, I have a, a part of a cover band. And so uh, it's two twin brothers and I who started this band probably, gosh, 20 years ago, 22 years ago. And all we ever did was covers. Yeah. But we had one song that was written by one of the guys. So we had uh, actually done a couple of demo CDs for when we try to get gigs at clubs and when bars and whatever. And so that song is called Mama Said was on one of the CDs. So I ripped it from the CD, made an MP3, sent it in thinking, what are you kidding? This is never going to happen. And three days later, I get an email from Nigel saying, hey, we're going to play it on the next show. Oh. And it was amazing. It was amazing. And so, first of all, here's Tony reading the email, the description that I put in with the thing over my bass playing, which yeah. starts off the song, you know, and then he says, you know, this is old guy music. And then I think it was Jeannie McManus and Liz Clark were on and they both said, one of them says, I like it. And the other says, I like it a lot. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Right. And, you know, you could have shot me right there. I would have, I, my life was complete. Aww. And so ever since then, you know, he's read a couple of the emails and whatnot. I keep trying to figure out a way to find some time to maybe write a song that's not really lame and record it and then send another one in. I don't know if that'll happen. You know, every, everything in my life is, well, when I retire. Right. Um, yeah. But it really hooked me on it. You know, next thing you know. One of my emails happens to be picked up by uh, a certain person that we don't mention, episode one, and <laughs> here I am. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Amazing. Before we take a quick break, let's get into your fandom real quick, because you were talking about the line. Now, you live out in Cincinnati, or near Cincinnati, right. so this could be interesting. Where, where's your, what's your favorite sport? What's your favorite team? It, it, my favorite sport is baseball, and I am a forever diehard Boston Red Sox fan. Yes. Ah. Well played, uh, sir. I grew up with my dad grousing about the 46 World Series and Johnny Pesky double clutching the throw and, and the guy scoring in the seventh game. You know, and of course, I lived through the seven game loss in 67 and in yep. 75 and in 86. It was really interesting. And of course, growing up, so I was a kid in the 60s when it was Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris and everyone I knew was a Yankee fan. Right. Every, yep. And, you know, I used to get teased about 
being a Red Sox fan and this and that. And I remember in 1967, I think I was probably in ninth grade then, kids coming up to me and saying, you've been rooting for these guys all this time, huh? And I said, yeah. I said, well, you know, welcome to the bandwagon. (laughs) But it was, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And in 2004, I was not in where I wanted to be, and certainly for the series that mattered, the ALCS, when they came back to the Yankees. I was sitting right in my family room here cheering my head off. But when they beat the Cardinals, I was in Amarillo, Texas on a business trip. Oh, wow. And sitting in the lobby with a couple of my coworkers who are both from Cincinnati, you know, and they're saying, gee, we hope the Cardinals would have put up more of a fight. <laughs> we're like, and you're like, we no, didn't. no. And I, we're fine. Yeah. We're fine. <laughs> and I picked up my phone to call my dad and the phone rang and it was my daughter. You know, it was one of those things where everyone's checking in. Well, yep. you know. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, and that's when the 30 for 30 came out four days in October. Yep. I bought it and I still watch it. Oh, and I still, and I, you know, and I still tear up. So that's it. So for baseball, absolutely. For football, you know, when I was a kid, the NFL was the New York Giants because the Boston Patriots, who played at Fenway Park, were in that other league. Right. So I started off a Giants fan. Okay. They were also not very good. Yep. <laughs> and so I never really had a strong allegiance to any team. But when we moved out here. We bought Bengals uniforms for our kids sure, and sure. Bengals jerseys. And we, we really kind of bought into the Bengals. I'm a solid Bengals fan. And hockey is the Bruins. Always yep. will be the Bruins. Yep. And basketball, you know, I can't get excited about basketball. I don't no. know why. The March Madness, yes. Yeah. But the NBA doesn't do it for me. So Red Sox, Bruins, and Bengals. Nice. Yeah. We're very similar that way. It's really funny. I mean, I'm the same way with the NBA, except now maybe a little bit because I am a Spurs fan. So ah, there you go. We've got a lot invested in the new kids, so we'll see. But um, listen, we've got a lot more to get into, but we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Ross. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast and Roxy. This is awesome. We have Rick Francosa with us. Yes. Some great stories. Very similar. Uh-huh. Very similar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Red Sox fans. Sure. But, I mean, it's just hilarious how, you know, when you suffer through all those. Now, I didn't suffer nearly as much as he did. Because, I mean, let's face it, 86 was really the first one I remember. Okay. And how painful that was. Mm-hmm. But when you get to 2004, and I, I, we won't go too far into it because, you know, I don't think the listeners want to hear me talk about the 2004 Red Sox again. <laughs> But no, I mean, seriously, he was talking about his family and his dad. And that's the one thing I remember is like when we say, oh, the series that mattered. And it wasn't until after I had my jerk Yankee fans texting me and stuff saying like, well, you better win the series. Otherwise, it's 1918 all over again. I was like, wow, I didn't even think about it. To me, that was the World Series. (laughs) And especially because of all places, I was in Ohio when they won the American League Championship. Uh And I'll never forget driving back to the hotel, called my dad, not to rub it in, because I think the listeners know my dad was a diehard Yankees fan. And the thing he said, I'll never forget it. And he probably doesn't even realize how much it meant to me. But he actually said, he goes, you know, I'm just glad I was alive to see you see it, you know, because he knows how much I suffered, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, the family stuff just gets into it. Yeah, for sure. I'm on a text thread with my siblings back in Connecticut for every game every Red Sox game, and I don't even have to look at the score. I, I know what's going on from the comments <laughs> they make. But recently, after seeing in the standings that the Red Sox were ahead of the Yankees, even though neither of them were doing very well, I texted my siblings and said, if we don't make the playoffs, 
but we finish ahead of the Yankees. Is that a successful season? <laughs> and my younger brother texted back, it's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, we could win like 60 games. And as long as the Yankees win 59, <laughs> right. we're good. Right. <laughs> yep. Especially yep. where I live. Oh, exactly. Exactly. One other quick one. I was on a business trip to Sikorsky down in Stratford. Yes. Which is where I'm from. Oh, that's where she lives. Which is where, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where she lived. I and say. we were at, you probably know the restaurant. I don't remember the name, but it was a seafood place. And we're sitting there having this wonderful meal. And there's all this noise coming from the bar. And I knew the Red Sox were playing the Yankees. And the waitress came over and I said, oh, are they watching the Red Sox game? And she said, no, they're watching the Yankee game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Especially there. Right? Yeah, especially yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick. Well, we're almost got to get to our fun, dumb questions. But, you know, you did kind of quasi fill out the form here. Yeah. And you did have this thing. You said your fascination with railroads. Can we go into that? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm a train geek for <laughs> sure. There's an, a term that's used. Uh, I'm not that bad, but often they're called foamers. You know, people who foam at the mouth when a train goes by. Oh. Uh, I'm not like that. But, you know, my older brother had a, a Lionel train set and uh, I inherited it. And then I was into model trains for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it became, it, you know, it's kind of an obsession. It appealed to the engineering side. It, you know, I can, I can wire a house from what I learned about model trains. You oh, know, wow. I learned about electricity. I learned about all this stuff. Oh, wow. But that went on at, you know, until probably the early 2000s where combination of things happened. One was we had three kids in private schools slash colleges. So I started selling my trains off on eBay. But the second thing was this thing was invented called Microsoft Train Simulator. And so suddenly I didn't need to have anything. I didn't need to have all the plywood. Yeah. I didn't need to spend hundreds of dollars for these fine crafted locomotives. I had a virtual world. And I got into that and couldn't find the things that I wanted, the, you know, kind of the models that I wanted. So growing up in Connecticut, I was a fan of the old New Haven Railroad. Yeah. And so I learned that there were tools. You could build your own models and you could skin them, paint them, pixel paint them. And so I started doing that, finding models that people had already made, but I would redo them as New Haven and then put them online so people could download them. And it was really cool, you know, and there's this whole cottage industry of people who do that. And eventually, you know, I was looking for a specific model that no one had made. And they said, well, you know, this this guy in Canada, he makes one, but it's payware. And I went, okay. So I downloaded it for my own use, painted it up, and I sent it back to him. He says, that looks really good. He said, would you like to partner with me? And I said, well, what? He said, I'll build them, you paint them, and we'll split the proceeds. And so since roughly 2005, I've had this tiny little side business building and painting railroad equipment for the Microsoft train simulator. And it's not anything that, you know, I can't feed myself on it. But I have this huge library of railroad books and I go on trips to railroad museums and that all gets paid for by my little side business. Uh, Zosa Trains is what it's called, by the way. And and since then, I've learned how to build the models myself to do 3D modeling on the with a CAD uh, system. It's really cool. And there are people who focus on just building the routes. You know, somebody will actually create 
the railroad from Penn Station to New Haven. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. And, and including scenery and everything else. And that other people who focus on getting the physics correct so that the locomotive works the way it should and people who collect sound so it sounds the right way. It's really, as you can see, I'm, I'm kind of geeking out on it, but it's something that I really enjoy. I don't have nearly enough time for it, you know, until retirement. And it's funny because most of the guys that I've gotten to know online who are doing these sort of things are from mid seventies into their eighties. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. The young guys are building railroad equipment that looks like what's out there today we're all building stuff that looks like what was out there in the in the 50s right and 60s. right right you know That's so but cool. it's yeah it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of fun. i had a train set loved it and i was going to say that what is the virtual you mean just me it's like computerized yeah yeah, yeah. okay all right but don't you miss like the the actual stuff and the smell cuz i mean the smell just the, i don't know what that smell was oh, yeah. you can't you don't get everything yeah but right but you get something that if you go out onto YouTube and our friend Sosa is my name on YouTube, I have a whole bunch of videos that most of them are really old mm -hmm. that I've actually taken of the trains that I've created and kind of used it like a sales tool. Oh, cool. Um, ah, gotcha. And so amongst video clips of, you know, my son's cover band and mm -hmm. you know, my other son's induction into the army and, you wow. know, all, yeah, there's, it's all out there. Okay. And so it is a really cool uh, pastime, and I really do enjoy it. But again, I don't have a lot of time for it. You know, right. The, sure. My full-time job is 40-plus hours right. a week yeah. and big house here and mowing the lawn and buying groceries and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. Right. And Life. with my wife. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Rick, we're almost out of time, but you know what's coming, I assume, right? I sure do. <laughs> all right. Roxy, you want to start us off? Sure. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Uh, uh, Peter Griffin. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do Brian or Stewie, but I can't. You, you know, comes in here, goes out there, no filter. Yeah, yeah right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like that was more Fran Drescher, I think. But. <laughs> All right. How about what's one hidden talent you have that no one else knows about? Um. Uh, this is something I inherited from my father. Okay. Uh, balancing spoons on my nose. Oh, really? That is a talent. Yes. I cannot do yeah. that. I've always wondered how people get them to stick there. I think it has something to do with Sansocio Baronia, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. Okay, that's way above my pay grade. I don't know what you just said, but <laughs> oh, the, the homeland of Rick Franzosa oh, and uh, Claire, okay. Claire Detola, Sensacio Baronia. Yes. Oh, I see. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. No, I thought that <laughs> never mind. Roxy, go. <laughs> What is your favorite season? Fall. Do you miss New England at all with that Do you stuff? know the song, When Fall Comes to New England? No, have I Have you ever don't. heard that? I probably uh, have. A woman named Cheryl Wheeler. First time I heard that song was the first fall that we were out here in Cincinnati. Huh. And I nearly had to pull over because my eyes were tearing Aww. up. It's Aww. a beautiful song. And I, yes, I, I miss fall in New England most yeah. of all. Yeah. All right. What's the one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? That thing you do. Ah. Aww. You want to be friends with Tony? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, uh, it's, not, it's not even that. I, I will tell you, I watched it dozens of times. I have it on my laptop, and mm -hmm. yeah, some days I just turn it on and watch it again. It is just such a, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> Especially to me, when you think that Tom Hanks wrote all the music and each of those songs captures mm -hmm. the genre from that time period, 
Yeah. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just right. amazing. Rick, are you sitting down? Yes. Okay. Roxy, have you ever seen that movie? I think I have. No, you haven't. I think I have. We've talked about this. You haven't seen it? <laughs> I haven't? No. Oh, I thought I must have. We have to. I've, I've, and here's the thing. I've only seen it like one time. Yeah. So I'm ready yeah. for a rewatchable. Okay. So, Let's uh, do it. Okay. That's going <laughs> to get bumped up on the list. Top of the list. All right. We'll see. Roxy, one more. Oh, what do you think is the greatest invention of all time? The guitar. Nice. Ah, that's a great one. That's a good one. All right. Rapid fire. All right, here we Coke go. Coke Pepsi. Diet Pepsi. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? Smooth. Bewitched or I Dream of Genie? <sighs> Bewitched. Okay. <laughs> he says with trepidation. <laughs> Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Nice. Garfield or Heathcliff? That's a tough one. Ah, that's I good. think you got to go with Garfield. Of okay. course you do. Right. Everyone goes with Garfield. All right. I kind of I liked them both, but I you know they yeah they were their own thing. But pancakes or waffles? Waffles. All right, Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. <laughs> Period. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Rick, for taking the time to meet the littles. We really appreciate it. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can people get in touch with you? You said you had a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Well, on Twitter, uh, real time Rick. And yeah, YouTube, our Franzosa. I, I don't post a whole lot there, but maybe someday. Okay. So that's about it. All right. So give him a follow over there on Twitter yeah. and look a little stuff up. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. All right. Over. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Can you do it like Harry the horse? Over. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Rick. Well, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Nick Milkey from Montgomery, Alabama, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Rick, for coming on to Meet the Littles, finally. Yes. So it, it was on me. My bad. My it's bad. okay. You know, he was supposed to come on like a month ago, mm-hmm. and I screwed up. That's okay. And there was a week he had off, and we were going to do it, and then something, I forget what happened. It yeah. might have been when I was out with menopause. Maybe. So anyway, we finally got him. Mm-hmm. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. All right, Roxy, before we get to the mailbag, let's do one more tiny little suggestion. Adam Ferrara, episode 195. He will be in Bethesda. Maryland performing September 1st. I'm sure you'll hear about this on the big show as it gets closer, but we want to give you plenty of time to get those tickets and get ready. Just go to his website. All the information's there, but he will be playing at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Supper Club. September 1st, Littles. Make sure you put that on your calendars. It's a good time. Maybe we'll... That's Maybe. right before right before La Cheeserie Night. That's Maybe we true. can make a bigger loop. Ooh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's get to our, our emails, okay? Okay. Uh, we heard from... Kevin McCabe, episode 249, obviously. He says, hey, Chuck and Roxy, tell Todd Decay, episode 115, I don't do bottles, but if he can send me a picture of the bottle he is trying to ID, I can find someone who will help. Oh. I know people. That's what he says. Ooh, connected. Hello, Debbie, episode 67. There used to be an X-rated drive-in movie theater on Route 1 in your hometown of Beltsville. <laughs> That was built in the 1940s, and there used to be an embankment in the back of the theater that people would throw their beer cans. And that's where we would find the Rusty Bunch cans. Now you know the rest of the story. (laughs) Mo, the owner of Brick Cellar in Washington, D.C., was also a beer can collector. He used to decorate the back bar with local cans and even had a grab bag of cans for kids that visited. 
That place was legendary. I spent Summer of Littles 5 getting up very early Saturday morning to drive from Chicago to Detroit to meet the host Michael Curry and Craig Jones, episode 117. Now, see, Michael, if you had an episode number, we'd know how to say your yes. name. So we need to get on that, yes. especially these people that are hosting. Yeah. Okay. I saw some new ones. They did it at Granite City Brewery, and he, wrote, he sent a picture. He said, cheers, Kevin McCabe. Nice. Okay, so, yeah, we got to get Michael. Yeah. Okay, now we knew this was coming, Roxy, so let's just do it now. This is from Bill. Scooter. Scooter. What'd you say? Scooter? Scooter. You said scooter, I think. Okay. <laughs> he says, as Mr. Tony entertains us with stories of his golf game, I would love to hear more about your softball umpiring and kickball adventures. Did you beat Hamilton? Did Roxy patrol right field like a young Roberto Clemente? <laughs> I played softball until my mid-40s and when family and work became too pressing. I remember scrambling for players so as not to forfeit. Gee. Well, then he's right. I hope, I hope you enjoyed your summer of littles, Bill. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's basically what happened. I'm not making excuses. Hamilton beat us fair and square. So, it's a double elimination tournament, though. Yeah. So, we're still alive. We're yep. not dead yet. Yep. Side note, Spamalot's coming back to Broadway, people. That production that was down at the Kennedy Center is moving to Broadway. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So I know a couple exciting. of, I know a bunch of littles that saw that. Mm -hmm. So we're not dead yet, okay? <laughs> but it was rough. As yeah. he just said, I'm going to trigger your memory for you, Bill. I was scrambling till literally like an hour before the game. And guess who helped us out? Simon. Yeah. Simon pitched for Simon us against helped. Hamilton. So it was me, Simon, and Sid. Sid was playing first base. Man, yeah. she rocked it. She did amazing. She did amazing at first base. She's a rock star She's out there. usually second base outfield, mm -hmm. so catches sometimes, but she was a rock. We, we were so short. We only had nine players. Yep. So Roxy opted not to play. I mean, I said I could. You said you would, and you could. you thought but it was good strategy to turn over the lineup. All right. So, yes. Yeah, so I kept the book. Yes. Unfortunately, though, we lost. It was close, though. What was it? like For a bit. Oh. Until, like, the fifth well, inning. Then they kind of blew you out of the water. Define blew us out of the water, Roxy. I mean, you kept it close. Wasn't it, like, 11-7? It was 13. 13-7? 13. Okay. Just certainly not as bad as I thought it was going to be. All right. Roxy, you got the next email, right? Yep, this is from Colin Horner, episode 156. Chuck has been listening too long. I thought he was channeling TK as he told his internet blood work results story. Roxy, save him, Colin. Okay. <laughs> um, it's kind of a lost cause at this point. I mean, it's, uh, it's fine. It's fine. But I still haven't heard from the doctor. Right. I'm kind of a, a little bummed about that, except I'm sure it's fine. Then. Yeah, you know, no you don't hear from the, news. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dina wrote in too saying, or she texted us or something. If it was very bad yeah, or something. I wouldn't have even seen it. Right. Something like that. Right. The doctor would have talked me through it. They yeah. wouldn't have They wouldn't have sent me those results. Right. Something like that. Right. Yeah. One good thing, a great thing I should say about Summer of Littles and when we do Jingle Fest, things like that, is we always get new buzz, new yeah, listeners, yeah. new... Uh -huh people that yep. are like what's who's Chuck and Roxy what's that you right. know they still think we're fake <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like DG yeah you know so we heard from Wayne Hickamottom episode 101 he uh wrote in he sent us a nice picture of him and Mary Faye this was I think the Austin yep uh Summer of Littles and Liz and he wrote episode TBD he oh. said we worked on her pretty hard to get her to fill out a form Ooh. we'll see hope your Summer of Littles experience was great so we'll Ready. see yeah We'll have to see about that. Come on, Liz. We want to meet you. Yeah. All right, Roxy, what's next? All right, we heard from Tom Kettler, episode TBD. 
Chuck and Roxy, I have been a loyal little since early WTEM days in the 1990s in the Andy Poli days and reader of Mr. Tony in the style section of The Post. Did he mention Andy Polin? Episode 219, little. Yes. Go check that one out. Good Do episode. It. All right. He goes on to say, live in Damascus, Maryland, attended Summer of Littles 5 this past weekend and had fun meeting and talking to many littles and a big, Gary, big time brawn. Started listening to you all about six months ago and still have lots of episodes to listen to, but really enjoy the service you are providing to the littles community. I listened on the radio for years to Mr. Tony, and then he changed to a thing called a podcast with no instruction manual included. So went years cold turkey until someone much younger than I showed me how to download podcasts, and I was back in business. Love NYC and the Rockettes and hope to see Roxy live sometime at the Christmas show. The Summer of Littles gave me the courage to contact the famous Chuck and Roxy. Tom Kettler, TBD. Excellent. And it, it'll be soon. It'll be soon. He, we'll love, we'll he wrote in saying he wants to be interviewed. So that's going to be great. We can't wait. And he must have had a great time. Ugh. That gathering seemed amazing. Yeah. It, it always is. It always is. Well, when a big's there, I that know. always helps, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But all right. Then this one was from, I think it was last week, actually. Okay. But I wanted to get to it because it's it's from Ritz. So we wanted to give another a special shout out to Ritz for holding down the fort here in New York City. Yes. At Hurley's yes. for Summer of Littles. That's the one we've hosted the last two years. Mm-hmm. And it's been a great time. And we just had this opportunity to travel and like we said it was to meet Sophia and Mm -hmm. see Tiny Chuck that we didn't get to see last year for his Mm -hmm. birthday and stuff like that so thank you Ritz so much yes thank you and his lovely wife was there yeah oh and uh Bob Walsh's daughter too right she yes Fiona was there Fiona Mm co-hosted yep Maeve was dead to us this year, right? <laughs> Apparently. Something like that. Something like that. Maeve, you're good with us. You're good with us. You're good with yeah. us, but yeah. I don't know. Something we'll happened. Let's hang out soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we heard from Ritz. He says, hey, Chuck and Roxy, first of all, a tip of the third wheel cap to guest third wheel, Mo Werner, yeah. for acknowledging the greatness of Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> starring Ted McGinley. <laughs> a couple of thoughts on your recent episodes. You didn't realize Trapper John D was a spinoff of MASH? You didn't think that there was any MASH spinoffs? I mean, there was a show called After Mash that ran for two seasons. Really? I don't, I don't remember that. No idea. Ritz, some of us are not as old as you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I can say, man. <laughs> I do remember now that he says After Mash, I remember it, but I didn't watch it. I didn't, you know, I didn't watch Mash yeah, either. So. Yeah. Then he says, did I hear correctly that Roxy has never seen Rocky? <sighs> does this mean she has never seen the original? Or does this include all the other Rocky movies as well? Ritz. I've seen parts no, of the it original. Includes, it includes all of I them, including the musical. You never saw the musical No, either, I didn't see the which musical. Which, that's not such a bad thing. But You know, it's there's too much blood. <sighs> it's too much. Like, I don't see the joy in watching people beat up on each other. <laughs> Unless it's football <laughs> or hockey. Or hockey, the fights. You like the fights in hockey. Yeah, there's but blood. there's no, like, you're not out there to fight. You're out there to play a game. I mean, well, I guess boxing, the is, boxing a game. is the game, I guess. Uh, I just never understood All right, it. Let's move on. Chuck, the Knicks won the, and we got, we got this cleaned up, uh-huh. but I'm going to read it. Chuck, the Knicks won the NBA championship in 1970 and 1973. Ah. The first championship came in quick succession to the Jets win in Super Bowl three and the Mets winning the 1969 World Series. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the New York teams beat Baltimore teams in each sport. The Jets beating the Colts. That's where they were then. Uh-huh. In the Super Bowl and the Mets beating the Orioles in the World Series, while the Knicks beat the Bullets in the conference playoffs on their way to the championship. By the way, the Knicks were also 
in the 1972 NBA Finals, losing to the Lakers that year. Alas, Knicks fans have now gone 50 years since an <laughs> NBA title. Yep. Not surprised. I'm telling you, I was the curse. 73. <laughs> The 1958 National Football League Championship game was played at Yankee Stadium, pitting the New York Giants against the Baltimore Colts, called the greatest game ever played. It was won in sudden death overtime by the Colts, who were led by Johnny Unitas. In fact, 14 future Hall of Famers played in that game. It was the first championship game to be broadcast nationally on TV and is largely credited as the start of the nation's obsession with for NFL football. Oh. For the record, still no Eric Londrigan drawing and apparently no microphone for me either. <laughs> Miss you guys. Ritz, mildly popular third wheel, slightly better than a monkey. <laughs> Ritz, you're always good with us. And Ritz is off. I think we're not going to say where he's going just in case because he uh, but they're going on vacation, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of far away. Yeah. Far away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of Enjoy jealous. Enjoy it. Kind of jealous because yeah. he's now hitting the last state. He's beating me to all 50 states, oh. I believe. Yeah, I believe this mm -hmm. is it. Mm -hmm. So good on you, he's Ritz. He's like, take that, Chuck. Travel safe. <laughs> Eat it, Chuck. <laughs> uh, once again, thank you, Rick Franzosa, for coming on to Meet the Littles. And once again, we have to Brian Moeller and wife Amy and just Alex Cobb. Just Tiny thank you Chuck. so much for your hospitality. Yeah. And showing us such a good time. Oh, my gosh. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. I really didn't. You know, we were thinking, we were talking about that. If we could have just stayed one more day, oh, how great it would, would have been have even been. more perfect. But then we'd just say the same thing. We'd be like, we oh, still we could just stay one more day. Home. Yeah, mm -hmm. no. But no, that would have been perfect. If we could have done that barbecue on Saturday on the lake. Yeah. And then spent Sunday with Tiny Chuck. Yeah. And stuff. Because Tiny Chuck could have came to the barbecue, right, too. That would have right. been great. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. No. Next time. Ugh. We'll see. Thank you so, so yes, much. Yes, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. It was a great time. and I am now officially a late girl. And she's been going <laughs> on and on about how great her birthday was. So yeah, I really oh. appreciate you all for that, for helping me make so her birthday. I was so happy. I was so, so yeah, happy. It was such a good day. Mm -hmm. So All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. But, I mean, after that long trip, the flight, do you think we need any self-care? I certainly do. <laughs> if you need any self-care, Roxy, where do you go? Go to modernselfcare.us. And don't forget to use our code. LLPOD. And I forget what the percent. I think it's 20% off. I believe so. I think it's 20% off anything on the, the website. Yeah. So. Thank you, Amanda Hallam. Uh, yes. And then if you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And that one's a little different. Make sure you go buy the book, fill it out in the comments section during checkout. Yes. Just put in our code. LLPOD. And he will take it off your bill. And you'll actually get a little cute message. Yeah. Let's use Acknowledging, it acknowledging mm -hmm. that you're a little. Yep. So that's always fun. Yep. So. That's the important thing. As always, if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code, people. Bye. Patent pending. <laughs> if there is no game tonight, Big Julie will be considerably displeased.
The Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. I'm kind of geeking out on it. Oh, yeah.